Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 145. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Fraud Investigators, played using the Genesis role-playing system and set in the universe of Blizzard's StarCraft video games at the beginning of StarCraft II. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. Now, where were we? Still on Marsara? We were on Marsara. Lily was going for a soothing ride on a vulture bike. Oh, right. Talking to old Red about her problems. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. I do have that written down. And Yeah. Imogen needs to have a talk with Malorn about his future. He can't just keep freeloading off of us. <laughs> that's that's not it. But yes, she needs to talk with him about what he wants to do. Okay, I think that's good. Let's deal with Imogen and Malorn first. That's good, because then Lily can arrive at any convenient time in that conversation. Yes. Yeah, she'll probably, at some point, she'll probably, when she comes down a little, call Durian for a little emotional support. I mean, that's that's, uh, that's part of what he's for. <laughs> Your emotional support NPC. <laughs> that's right. I don't have one of those. I have emotionally taxing NPCs. <laughs> yeah. Your your pets are worse. <laughs> uh, yes, it is the evening. Malorn. Oh, he's still messed up. He probably has acquired some alcohol somehow. Um. Right. So there was the surgery day. Yes. And then there was a night. And then the next day was when Lily went into town to get some supplies and things. So uh, Malorn is now mobile, but he's got an IV he's got to drag around. Okay. What liquid did I decide should go in that? Probably saline. Okay. You determine the blood is similar enough. Well, because, yeah, we had had um, Carax, like his blood to use as an example for transfusion purposes. Yeah. And Malorn was stable and survived surgery and things, so... Yes, he's moving. He's not doing super well. Okay. He's kind of gazing off in the sunset right now. Well, maybe I will start from the medical front of asking whether he needs anything to maintain the sparkliness of his blood. There was something in his blood that's not in Carax's blood. Like, do I need to be worried that some other component, does he need special food? Do we need special need to I just need to remain strong not become weak like him I'm still a warrior so is that blood component related to your warrior status as I described a Taldarim society is not an inefficient ridiculous caste system anyone anyone who has the strength can rise I had the strength for a time until I was kicked out you were still plenty strong when we were assaulting Jackson's revenge. Of course. But the nature of my blood is determined by my strength. Not by what I eat. Oh, that's right. You don't eat. Or what color of light I imbibe. Make a... Knowledge protoss? Yeah, this is gonna be hard. And throw in an extra black dye. This is especially obscure. Haha! Not so obscure after all. Ah. Two successes and a threat. Uh, you do take some strain. It's like talking with Malorn, and like you've analyzed the samples a little bit, got a little bit of extra information from Lee June. I got a science vessel. 
you do have a science vessel. And you think Bullhorn is actually probably close to correct that the activities that a, a Protoss person does uh, will like actually physiologically affect them in this way. Uh, just like if you're human, your heart will get stronger if you work out all the time. Like their, the like chemical content of their blood is a muscle that reacts to okay. what they do. So do you need me to like rig you up like an IV backpack so you can still go for jogs or what? I don't need exercise. Need to. You need a purpose. He makes a cool check. <laughs> cool, not being. What is your vigilance? Like a million yellows? <laughs> no, my vigilance is a yellow and three greens. Okay. I'm not terribly vigilant. I'm just willful. Yeah, it's like he even realizes he cannot like hide it. He's just... yes, okay. I cannot rejoin Taldarim society. I realize this now. Well, how mad are you? Do you want to drag them down? Or just want to be done with them? He ponders. I don't know that they can be defeated. It'd be pointless to fight them. You don't think the Eye of Protoss would ever be able to take them down? There was a time when they could have, yes. But they are far too weak. Their numbers too few. Their spirit too squishy. <laughs> Highly technical term. Yes. I, I believe you suggested in the past that not all Taldarim are like-minded, though. Do you know others of your former folk who would want to join you in dealing with your... I've known a few who are still part of the structure, who would change some things, but not everything. Mainly, they seek power for themselves, which I respect, but I would not find allies there. Allies do not exist in Taldarim society. Could they exist among the Iyer Protoss, though? Perhaps. Is there a caste of only allies who help people out? <laughs> among the I-, I would not be of such caste. I do not fit into their little caste system. Do you think they'd have more of a chance against the Taldarim if they knew some of the things that you knew? He ponders it. Give me... I would like some sort of check here. Is this charm? Is this leadership? I think it's charm. Like, I'm not... I'm not trying to push him down this line. Right. And I'm not like, hmm, I'm not trying to be judgmental or like indicate that this is the right thing for him to do at all. It's more just like trying to feel out his position. Right. And of course, that is a tricky thing to do with Malarn. Yeah. Not have it feel like you're judging him. If you feel like it should be negotiation. No, I don't think so. I think charm is a good, uh, a good skill, which has a base of two purples because he's not cool at all. But I'll throw two blacks onto this. Because of Prodossi stuff? Because of Malorny being Malorny. All right, well, I'm a knack for charm. Well, there you go. I have had enough exposure to Malorn. You know how to manipulate him. No, no, I don't. I have three advantages, so I'd like to say he's still open to talking with me. Right. But I have failure. I interpret this as he is, like, pondering this, and then he kind of looks at you. What did, did those fools from Ire put you up to this? You know you can't trust them. They look upon you no better than they look upon me. Malorn, they look upon me no better than you look upon me. I look upon everyone with suspicion. I've learned as much from them as I've learned from you. Uh, that gets his attention. What have they deigned to teach you that you think is useful? Give me your Saigon token. Give me another charm check. Or straight up leadership, because you're just kind of- leadership, I think, is issuing orders. 
Yeah, give me a leadership check. This will be a red and two purples. That is a successful triumph with one advantage. I'd like to use that triumph to upgrade what I'm going to do with the Zygauntlet. Yeah, he's just he's like, fine, show me. Yeah, I mean, he might think I'm about to do something warrior-ish. Yeah. But what I'm about to do is psychometry. Make your check. You have two story points, by the way. I'm going to use a story point. I mean, you cannot fail. I can't fail. Not in front of Malorn. I fail psionic checks all the time, though. So what I'm going to do is I... Hmm, how far back do I want to go? It's up to you. I'm going to... Well, have to be further back than the past couple days because he's been with us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was trying to decide whether a month was sufficient, but now I'm like, I kind of want to do the even longer back in time version. You want to do the a really long time ago? I do. And he's psionic, so I believe that gives me an upgrade. Yes, that does give you an upgrade, because he is strongly psionic. Okay. So that's four yellow dice and a green die versus four purples. Go for it. All right. It's our familiar friend, Bloody Nose Imogen here. Uh, actually, probably it's something far worse, because it's three threats. Ooh. And I'm in a social engagement with another psionic, so. You are. Have fun with that. But I have success with two triumphs. Success with two triumphs. And my goal in this, I want to demonstrate to Malorn that I can do this psychometry stuff, right? So like I was thinking I take this eye gauntlet and it shows me stuff about stuff from time that Malorn has spent away from us, things I should have no way of knowing that I can say like, look, I can tell these things. You've imbued this eye gauntlet with these things, just like the one you gave me was imbued with the Ayer Protoss from before. Yes. And you, uh, you have three threats. We're going to deal with that a little bit. Uh, and you said you had two triumphs? I do. And I, I chose the look back a long time. Yes. So the reason I'm doing this is to demonstrate it, but also like any insight I can gain in Demolorn along the way is good too. You look back a long, long time. You're on a jungle world. Is it Iyer? Maybe, you don't know. I've seen Iyer in a vision before. You've seen Iyer in a vision before. Uh, you, you're in a jungle world, but you're in some kind of factory, some Protoss construction zone of some kind. Uh, there's a Protoss fellow, maybe vaguely or similar looking to Karax, but certainly not. What could be him, you have no idea. Full nerve cords? Uh, yes, full set of nerve cords, and like just, just as like this gauntlet is being finished, like this... Like, engineer, this Kalai, looks around briefly, ignites the blade almost, like, surreptitiously, quickly turns it off, flashes forward another who knows what time. The blade is in the hands of a, a Protoss warrior of some kind. The blade is blue, which is curious. It is definitely not that color now. And this Protoss warrior nerf cords? Full nerf set of nerf cords, everything. He is part of a massive battle against some other Protoss who have a whole bunch of red blades and other such things. Okay. He gets cut down. And, like, you feel the pain. Uh, and it is kind of brutal. Flashes forward again. You're in a scene, uh, and you're pretty sure, like, you can see Malorn now. Considerably younger looking, less wrinkly. Maybe not as tall, actually. If you had to guess, like, teenage Malorn, but you don't know what that passes for in Protoss years. No, I have no idea how long they live. You see, actually, Malorn and some other Protoss, they're in, like, a wrestling match. They don't have side gauntlets. I say wrestling, more like MMA is a better description of what's going on. 
and Malorn is laying into this fellow, and the other person, they, they try to yield, uh, and, like, the huge round of booze, or what passes for booze, comes out, and there is no yielding. Does the opponent, what is, I'm going to ask this every single time there's a Protoss in here, nerf cord status. Uh, none of these Protoss have nerf cords. They're all cut like Malorn's. Including the one that Malorn is fighting? Yes. Okay. Uh, there is no yielding. This other Protoss is weak. Uh, I say he's slain like the gauntlet is given to Malorn and Malorn sl- slays this Protoss. Okay. Then I will say you flash through a flurry of images. You see every single thing this Psy Gauntlet has murdered or killed, I should say. Okay. That's more than I was looking for. <laughs> Countless Zerg, Protoss, Terrans. A uh, few wild animals of sorts. You flash through Jackson's Revenge, of course. I'm trying to think if there's anything super particular. A spider? Anything really little? Like annoyance? Or it's always... Oh. Yeah, it's like always... important things? Opening a beer, you know? <laughs> you see um, the High Templar get cut down. There is a brief moment where you see Lindasha telling Malorn to like... Move on, piss off. And they, I'm your superior and I'm dismissing you away, or? Uh, they seem to be equals and it's just like, go away kind of thing. Okay. And when you said hi, Templar. I mean the guy from the pilot episode who was doped up on Terrazine. Okay, the Templar who was high on Terrazine. Yes. Malorn killed him. Yes. Uh, you see Malorn fighting a bunch of other Taldarim, fighting his way out as he's been sentence for the crime of being captured by Terrans. Okay. And he is killing a number of people on his way out. Yes. I would say that is what you see. When Maloran killed the Templar who was high, was that on Brontus? No. That was back in, like, some Taldarim space. Okay. You don't know if that was a judgment or a decision. But it was after they got away from the, the Rose. Yes. Yes, it was definitely after that. I will say every single, you see a large number of killings, they're almost universally part of some battle. Okay. I don't think you see grizzly murders in the dark. Nor do I see flies being swatted. You don't see flies being swatted like, you don't see casual usage of the blades. Do I see anything that looks like hunting? Or they don't eat, never mind. (laughs) Yeah, they don't eat. No, the closest you get to that is like when he is attacked by some sort of wild animal. Okay. Uh, at some point, he's fighting an Ursadon, it seems. In the history of this gauntlet, was there anything of, like, something mechanical being done to it, such that it is now red rather than blue? Over the time that you witnessed it, it became more and more red. Okay, so it's not like someone just swapped out the kyber crystals? No. It is a uh, reflection of its... Of angriness? Of how it's been used over time. Okay. Now, I don't have mechanical uses necessarily for your two triumphs. Oh, I thought one of those was just the quantity of information you were imparting. I think one of those is the quantity of information, yes. You had three threats. One character of the GM's choice is targeted or otherwise affected by the spell as well. So it could be that all of this gets flashed before Malorn's eyes as well. Well, I think he gets a similar... He gets a similar narrative, but of something of yours. Ooh, of what? I'm trying to think what you have that's to which you are strongly tied to. 
that I've had for a long time. <laughs> like you've had this little pistol for a long time. Her braid. Your toolkit. There's that knife that Lily gave you, but I don't know that you've had it as long as the pistol. Yeah, but none of those things are reaching into like my actual past. What do you feel does reach into your actual past? Oh, are we going to learn that Imogen has something from Emoja that just hasn't been on camera yet? It's a possibility. Like some necklace or something or... Oh, maybe not a necklace because that's maybe like an anklet. That could be. Because that's more Emojin. Well... <laughs> a toe ring. <laughs> I was just thinking of something that like would never be seen but also wouldn't get caught on anything or, or It's not like, like a, an embedded thing. My ident chip that I've yeah. had since I was born. <laughs> I guess if you want it to be like her ident chip, that is something that she would have had her whole life. That is true. Uh, so yeah, I think he does through your ident chip. <laughs> like he sees it coming off some, uh, I can't say factory line because it's Umoja, um, some sort of like 3D printer environmentally sound production line given to some like doctor who like takes it to some room and there's two people with blonde hair one of them's holding like a squirmy one-year-old yes and uh gets to see that in place there's some some crying but there's a little uh you know sucker a nutritionally helpful sucker that you get carefully designed not to affect the the palate yes that is exactly correct you know it encourages teething and it's green. It looks like it's made out of algae. <laughs> okay. Tastes like it too. So then I'm going to say that Imogen's parents, they have like a modest apartment and like Imogen's cradle or whatever is in the same room as Aiden's crib. That makes sense. And so right from the beginning, Imogen kind of like, I don't want to say like imprints on Aiden, but like. But forms a bond with. Yeah. Forms a psionically augmented bond. I see. I see. Then there's a variety of boring, uh, terrans are noisy, crawly, spitty, disgusting things that uh, Mullen is subjected to. Fair bit of that. And then we get into like the troublesome kids sneaking around, like Imogen, like being able to tell Aiden when the coast is clear and stuff like that. So I think the visions that Malorn gets from Imogen's lights are every time you've gotten into a scrape, that what you got from him is like every time someone died because of this blade. Okay. But he gets every time, like, that's a, somehow a significant life event that, like, yes, you and Aiden are up to your usual hijinks. Yeah, because our parents were, like... They were trying to be straight. They were trying to be straight, but, like, you know, as kids, you get the vibe that people are hiding stuff from you. And, like, we knew that our relatives must be doing cooler things. And so we would, like, try to sneak out and find out, like, what Uncle Leo was up to and, and stuff like that. It's like you trying to break into, like, the family warehouse. Yeah. Is one of them. There's got to be more than doors behind this door. Getting caught by Uncle Leo. Ah, oh, no, Tio Toto, not here. And Aiden's like, I thought you, I thought you said the coast was clear, sister. Yes, it's fair to that. Uh, Uncle Leo takes it mostly in stride and like starts to induct you into the family business, but you're not allowed to tell your parents yet because you're not 18 or whatever. So he gets to see a fair bit of that. He gets to see you leaving Umoja. Yes. Which was done in haste, I believe. So at that point, Imogen is aware that like, it's become clear that she can sense some things that it seems other people cannot, and that Aiden can't do this either. Right. And she has tried to discreetly research stuff, but it's very hard because you have to like ask a computer what you care about. Yes, and then everything gets logged and you, from what minimal you know, it's in many other places considered very dangerous. Right. 
But the only information you can find is in other places. Right. What Amogen has been able to determine is that there's some programs in the Dominion related to psionics. At least there's knowledge about psionics of some form. It might be controlled by the government, but the blockade is going to be starting soon. And this is Imogen's last chance to get out before the blockade shuts down. You and Aiden have a kind of tearful goodbye. You know, she says she's got to do this. There's opportunities that aren't available in Emoja that she's got to check out. And she'll write when she can and try not to get into too much trouble on your own. Oh, you know me, sister. I'll be all right. And then she she grabs uh, a couple of Emoja posters off her wall because we know she had those uh, in the uh, core hall apartment. Right. I think that's pretty much all she had from Emoja. There was just like a few things like that, just wall decorations. Okay. And a backpack. And then she uh, dashes out onto that ship. And then that ship arrives in uh, some intermediary Dominion planet. And at that point, it's like, well, you know, like... You got a visa? Yeah, you have a visa. And she like... And you're this kid, almost. Yeah, I mean, she's... I think at that point, she's like 20 or something. Right, you're, it's your first time out in the big world. Right. And we know she was in some sort of preliminary training type thing that went on like way long before like the actual fraud assignment started because we said that there was like this background training classes that covered all sorts of things including the healthcare, which turns out fraud is not eligible for yeah but it's part of the classes right so the classes covered everything most of which end up being irrelevant to working for fraud sounds about right okay i think that's good malorin gets that hit of that and uh, there's actually some level of understanding there's just a few Seconds of silence. So I guess... Uh, so he is, he's also going to be aware you're doing something psionic. Yes. And that maybe it wasn't consciously a lifelong focus for me, but like, this is why I left Emoja. This is why I... This is my main motivator. Right. So, so that all happens. And then Imogen says, you didn't teach me how to do that. No, I see. Your pursuit of power is commendable. It's a pursuit of capability. You would view it through that lens, wouldn't you? You gave up everything you knew to find this knowledge. I gave up everything I knew to know myself better. Was it worth it? Imogen thinks for a moment, and the thing that flits through her head is, if I had been on Emoja, could I have stopped Aiden from his his crazy scheme? Right. I would have been there to rein him in. Maybe. He was always the more risk taker. Yeah. You were courageous, he was reckless. Yes. <laughs> oh, familiar story of my life. <laughs> uh, but he didn't have quite the soak that Lily's got, so... Well, he's gotten some since. Gotten a few more. Imogen says that question hasn't been answered yet, whether it was worth it or not. It's a wise answer. And I, I see that your whole life has been directed at one thing, making that blade redder. Another symptom of my people. Killing is the only thing we know. The only way to stave off madness. You must know more than that. I don't believe you gave me this. And she pushes back her little sleeve for her, show her Saigonlet. I don't believe you gave me this just as an investment for future favors. You must have an interest in something other than Taldarine-ness. Well, I did, but I don't anymore. But I suppose you're saying there's a capacity for interest in something other than murder. Like, maybe you could develop some hobbies or get a job. The very concept is, you know, somehow seems foreign to him. 
Hobbies is a big theme yeah. in this game. <laughs> it is. I mean... What? What? Agree to be someone else's servant? No. Employee or partner. I suppose. You're not from Ire. Don't think in casts. Give me a charm check. Uh, just do purples to charm Malorn. Uh, you can take a blue die in this one, because you're playing into his biases. I like how conversations with you two always sound like arguments, even though you're just talking. <laughs> Success with one advantage. Okay. I don't know if you need to recover strain. Uh, yeah, because I was down some from earlier in the day. Oh, and you used a psionic thing. Oh, that's a good point. I did. Um, and you, sorry, what did you just say to him? I told him that he's not from IR. He shouldn't think in casts. This right. idea of being someone's servant. Like, you know, you're still a denizen of this sector. Like, if you're going to operate in it, jobs is how people tend to pay for things. Right. Like, if you want something, like, that requires credits. Yeah. One way to get credits is to work jobs. Maybe right now you can't even fathom the concept of wanting something. You know, because what you most wanted, it turns out you don't. Right. But... There is more to life than just what we used to understand. And unfortunately, credits are the way to get by until then. Or for nothing else, to get a beer. Lily can't be the only one keeping you in drink. Do your people pay well for killers? Now, you don't just have to kill things. I mean, physical strength can do other stuff as well. I will not be some labor lifting things. If you're looking to still be a fighting man... Hi, mercenaries are a thing. I don't know if there's any of your fellow Protoss who've left things behind and gone to join companies or things like that, but... Give me a daunting knowledge... Daunting is four purples. Yes, I agree. Uh, I'm trying to decide if it's knowledge... I think knowledge Protoss is more appropriate, but I'm going to make one of them red. So one red and three purples. This is just like, have I heard of any other Protoss mercenary? Have you heard of, like, a Protoss mercenary? Failure with three advantages. Failure with three advantages. Okay. You've not heard of any specific, like, oh, there was so-and-so who, yeah, joined up with any, with some Terran group, or... You have heard that the Nerezim, the Dark Templar, are very individualistic. I know that at least one Nerezim has, like, done something with Jimmy. Yes, and at least one has done things for Jim, or with Jim Rayner, maybe for Jim Rayner, worked with him. Maybe to Jim Rayner. Maybe to Jim Rayner, on an individual level. So your advantages are that they might be a group who at least understand an individual pursuit, whereas Taldrim is like an entirely martialized society, and Iron Protoss is a strict caste system. So I'll make that comment then about, like, I don't know if any Protoss have gone down the mercenary track before, and then I'll reach the topic of the Nerezim, like, do you know any Nerezim? Do you, like, what is Malorn's view on Nerezim? Right. I, of course, no. No, no, Nerezim. They stalk the shadows. They are a boogeyman to all Protoss. I was gonna say, that's what he said about Bloodhunters, too. Constantly cloaked and... Yeah, well, and in fact, Bloodhunters... Uh, and he, he brings that up, in fact, and says that Bloodhunters are... They are a shadow of a shadow. The Nerezim are the first shadow. Bloodhunters are an imitation of that shadow. Okay, because uh, I was going to ask. I was like, it's not clear to me what's darker, the shadow or the shadow of the shadow. <laughs> Supposedly, the Nerezim now work with the Ayer Protoss. I presume they just created some new cast for them and stuffed them into their box. Look, if you don't want anything to do with Protoss, I understand. 
we've got a friend who's starting out a small mercenary company and you know maybe that's a, a place that you could you could at least try out see if you like that kind of work hmm. nothing has to be permanent he doesn't have a ship of his own so right now he just takes jobs that provide transportation but so he needs a, a driver in fact is what you are getting at no that's not i'm not belittling you in that fashion give me a i'm suggesting that you might i i will make a check but i'll finish talking first sure I'm suggesting that you might be able to open up new avenues of work for him that would make you a more attractive, a more attractive partner. Right. Yeah. Give me a negotiate. I'm going to say this is a purple and a red. Now we'll throw in a black die just because it's so, such an unfamiliar concept to him. All right. I'm going to use a story point. Okay. What's oh, wrong with being a driver? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pilots are known to crash ships. And, and Malorn had scorn in his voice, so I just, you know, back away from that topic. I've got no personal problem with drivers. We have two threats, but we have three successes. Okay. You managed to talk him to talk himself into it, that he would be more of a commander. <laughs> but leading from the front. And if he needs a Terran face to be part of this organization. Ah, uh, I see. Just like he uses us. Okay. Just like he uses you, he can use this person. Now, this isn't a done deal or anything. We still need to sound him out. You've actually met him before. I do not remember individual Terrans unless they are particularly grating. It was on Korhol when we were going up to Dorf. Ah, uh, yes, there was a time of Greek victory. Our friend Durian helped out up front, keeping the... Which one was he? Was he short? I don't know that a physical description of a Terran is going to mean anything to you. He's shorter than you are, but he's taller than me. Uh, it's hard to tell how tall short people are. Lily is not short. He met us at the apartment and we talked about how he was going to keep people up front safe and then he went to the museum with us. I was not listening to him, but he must not have been terribly irritating. Very well. I'll have Lily sound him out. <sighs> and either way... We can give you a lift back to Dead Man's Rock, where your ship is, before we go see Salendis. As par our initial agreement, yes. He says that as if we had an agreement about returning him to his ship, when we, like, essentially kidnapped him off that rock. Yes, yes, but he, you will let him keep the... Yes, rewritten the narrative. Yes, he remembers it differently. Okay, you, could, you two are actually enjoying a nice sunset while you discuss his uh, life choices. And there's a cloud of dust in the distance as Old Red speeds along. Flash to Old Red. Lily. She's going to drive it out until she's, I don't know, calmed down or okay. whatever. I would like a driving check. This is average, but I'm going to upgrade the difficulty. What's the handling on Old Red? I don't have anything written down. I have strain and wounds. Okay, I think it's zero then. Okay, so I'll put handling Yeah, on I it. feel like there's usually a black die, but that's probably because Imogen is sitting on it with you. Yes, when you're using it in its intended load capacity, it's actually quite reasonable. Imogen's just a black die, weighing you down. <laughs> Does Old Red still have a crit, or did you fix that? Old Red still has the crit about the weapons compartments, I believe. Yes, okay, your weapons are offline. Not the other weapons, but the Spider-Man compartments are broken, you can't store anything there. Probably not going to matter. Well, 
I'll be honest, we've ever only ever had spider mines the one time, so I don't think she even she thinks of them as something you have special, not something that's offline. Yes. So it is a purple and a red. Five advantages, one failure. Five advantages and one failure. Crash into something useful. Apparently she's very distracted. Or maybe riding it harder than she should because she's reckless and upset. You're definitely riding it harder than you should. You're not actively looking where you're going. It's like, it's just part of your peripheral vision. The scene in the bar keeps replaying in your head again and again and again. And just this kind of unhealthy feedback loop. Right, right, right. Suddenly you hit like a bump. You completely lose control of the vehicle. I would like a hard coordination check where you get two blue dice. That'll eat up three of your advantages. If you need to recover some strain, you can use another one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this seems like what Lily's doing while you're having conversations and negotiations with Malorn is basically just rolling around the countryside. <laughs> I mean, um, you are the more physical character. That's literally rough and tumble. Three successes and an advantage. Okay. You do not suffer a shortfall. You are thrown from the vehicle. <sighs> Managed to turn it into a roll. Get to your feet right away. The bike does not go too much further, and there's thankfully not anything really too much to hit around here. You're just kind of in a sandy dunes area. But yeah, you just got thrown violently from the bike. And it, you realize the sun is starting to set. It's getting late. Yeah. I believe this is the appropriate time for that was dumb. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was dumb. Lily just sits down. You know, the sun is coming down. She's obviously distracted. Um, Let me see. What does she do? she frustrated is she angry is she defeated old red doesn't seem to be injured she's not injured i think she might just be defeated i think she's just gonna sit her butt down she's gonna say that was dumb and she's just gonna sit down yeah take a minute give me a discipline check <laughs> okay two purples i'll say take a second collect yourself acknowledge the <laughs> that you screwed up one threat i don't think it's like that you fail the threat <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's more like give up. You try to center and calm yourself, but the scene from the bar replays again. Yeah. Ugh. Joey's got connections to Jim Rayner, and Jim Rayner's got connections to everyone. And like, Durian's gonna find out, but Durian already knows, but ah. Like, so Imogen's gonna find out. Imogen, like, knows, but she doesn't understand. She's finally gonna understand. Uh, so you take another strain. Yeah. I would like a vigilance check at this point. Let's go with two purples. So she's kind of spun herself into, let me think, is she kind of like a freak out type of person? Like she's going to be frozen with fear? Or is she going to like throw stuff? I think it's possible it might be a lash out kind of person. Then she, yeah, yeah. She's th Now she's just going to throw sand. I take a black die on your vigilance check as you're throwing sand around. Yeah, it's not a smart thing to do in a desert. Oh, win success, win advantage. Okay. You realize, uh, and you can only tell because you're actually in a field of relatively soft sand, there must be Zerg burrowed around here. Great. You get a sense. It's not super huge, but it could be Zergling, maybe a Hydralisk. Zerglings, plural, I should say. Uh, you have an advantage? Yeah. You hear kind of a chittering growl-like noise. What do you do? I pull out my gun. You're like, this is going to be cathartic. Yeah, I think fight might be what Lily needs right now. This is what she's good at. I would like Lily to make a cool or discipline check. Uh, not discipline. Vigilance are cool. 
What was the difficulty on this? No difficulty. This is to set your battle initiative. You've decided there's going to be a fight. You're just going to deal with it. Vigilance is better, but also I think that that's more of a fighting thing for her. Like, she just goes into battle mode. 2.2. <laughs> this is good. This is probably better than punching Joey Ray or something. Yeah, probably. And proving what a resock I am. <laughs> what a worthless piece of... Something or the other. Yes, indeed, you are... A Hydras actually pops up maybe medium range from you, in front of you. It's not spiky. Yeah, this is going to really be dumb. Possibly, yes. And this Hydralisk has more a better uh, initiative roll than you do. Well, I came roaring in and just basically rolled on top of him, probably. Yes, but your weapon is already out. Mm-hmm. He bursts out of the ground. He's full, like, seven feet tall. Hook claws come out. You're a threat. You're getting taken out. He fires a shot immediately. What is mm-hmm. your current wound point count? I have nine. Ooh. You have nine wounds. Because I think yeah. last time we explicitly said, like, oh, I don't need to give you a stim or anything. You're just going to buy groceries. Yes, I believe that's <laughs> yeah. correct. Oh, no, no. This is not a smart thing for Lily to be doing at all. So, would you like to spend a story point to make his attack more difficult? Yeah, probably I should. <laughs> <laughs> you take nine damage? Do I? <laughs> I mean, your soak applies. Your soak applies. I didn't realize I'd need to have an idea for another character. <laughs> you could play Durian. <laughs> right. This is when the spinoff series happens. Okay, so I took another five. Yes, and he closes to short range. Your old red is short range away. Yeah. As you feel the spine hit your shoulder, lodge in there. I say he closes the short range, but this Hydralis is eager. He's uh Yeah, I know. He's somebody outed him as a resock and You know how it is. I think what I need to do is decide if that shakes Lily out of I mean she's reckless, but that was she is pretty wounded now. If you want, you can make a discipline check to make that decision. Oh, okay. Or you can you can just choose to make the narrative decision. It's up to you. Getting shot that bad. Yeah, that reminds you, I could die out here. I don't need to take this fight. Being out of this resock, not as bad as dying. She's a survivor. She's not that dumb. That's true. She's in battle mode, right? So it's not like she's in a reckless, well, she's in a reckless. She's in reckless battle mode, not reckless berserker mode. So, let's see. You could blast him, spend a maneuver to move to Old Red, and spend a maneuver to take cover. Actually, I was thinking of trying to get on Old Red and leaving. Yes, you can also just do that instead of attacking him. Hopping in Old Red and driving away is a completely viable choice. Yeah, I actually think that's what she's going to do. She was looking for a fight and reality reminded her that maybe that's not always what she needs to do. Yeah. So she is going to not make the GM figure out how not to kill a PC today. (laughs) (laughs) We're just following the story where it goes. Yeah, I think she's in soldier mode now, which is a retreat is a good idea for that. She's going to rely on the discipline right now to keep her sane. Yep, already wounded. This is not a fight you need to pick right now. Yeah, so she's going to make a run for Old Red and try to take off. Okay, you get shot in the shoulder. Not totally surprised, but that Hydra was faster than you expected. Yeah. It's not poisonous or venomous, but the acid kind of burns. You can feel and you realize... You need to get out of here. And I remember that I was hurt. And now I'm like, 
That was dumb. Yes, that was extra dumb. But Old Red is very drivable. Yeah. You rush right over. Cool leap into Old Red. Give me a driving check. A red and a purple. That's like every time I come back on Old Red, I've got a hydroless spine. <laughs> Poor Imogen. She's like the mechanic and the medic. Either I have to fix Old Red or I have to fix you. Right. One advantage and a failure. Okay. You're going to get away, cause just because the vulture bike is that much faster. Mm-hmm. But he's going to get off an attack on the vulture bike. It is your choice if you wish to upgrade the difficulty. It's going to hit the bike, not you, but that could still be bad. No, let's just... All right. You know, the Lily got herself into this. He actually misses. His shot goes wide narrowly as you get out of his range. Gun the engine. Right. Hover back. I do want a survival check to actually find your way back to the compound, since you just kind of took off. Right. That will be two purples and a black, because it is now. The sun is almost down. It's pretty dark. Well, maybe we'll give Maloran purpose of figuring out where Lily is. Two successes and a threat. You take another strain as you get in later than you really wanted without... Did you go to town for lunch originally, or was it dinner? I went to town for supplies, but I went to Joey Ray's to grab food on the way for everybody. Right. But I didn't get the food because I left. I left a surprise Joey Ray. <laughs> Probably standing there with some food. Yes. So yeah, so I have supplies. Had a bad day. Maybe Lily's not calling anybody tonight. Maybe not. Maybe that's exactly what you need. Who knows? Yeah, you get back to the compound late. The turrets, like, spotlights shine on you, but you have whatever transponder or whatever, so uh, Lee June doesn't murder you when you arrive. Thank goodness. <laughs> but that's just like an extra piece of stress that you didn't need. Your heart goes racing a little bit. Right, because I realize how distracted I am. Yes, and you managed to pull in. Yeah, I think I just parked the bike, go to my room in the ship. Bleeding everywhere? Probably. listening to Fraud Investigators, set in Blizzard's StarCraft universe and played using the Genesis role-playing system published by Edge Studio. Our GM was Daniel, and our players were Lex and Jen. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, don't be dumb.